you guys do your taxes yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Did you guys do your taxes? <laughs> and the one, the one listener we have is just unsubscribed <laughs> forever. <laughs> not to come back. Hey do man, this is supposed to be an escape. I'm not do. trying to fucking listen to taxes and bullshit. Bro, I'm just saying, like, since COVID last year, being on unemployment, like, it's tricky doing taxes this year, bro. So welcome, everybody, to the podcast. First episode, we got Tom Seavey and we got Charles Tadashini, and I am Omar Amador. So this uh, this run of Doctor Strange I thought was super fucking cool. Um, written by Jason Aaron, uh, Chris Bacalo is the artist. And I don't see the colorist here, but but I mean that that three that three person team was they they On killed point. it for me. Did really cool shit. I mean, you know, from from something as uh, I, I guess I guess like you wouldn't really consider it as anything important, but his diet, you know, the stuff that he had to eat. He can't eat regular food. It just turns to ash in his mouth because of oh, something I've regarding like the magic that he does. Um. So he has to eat, like, really fucking awful things. And it's it's crazy. It's, like, killing him. But he's doing it because he's got to protect our reality. Um, oh, it's, it's so much fucking fun. Just so cool. You know, I really, really recommend you guys check it out. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and revisit that one. It's just so badass. In the strange movie where he, like, astral projects himself while he's sleeping to continue to read books, is that, like, from anywhere that you guys know of? Or is that, like... I'm no strange historian, so no, I don't know. But I love the idea. I would read more comics that way. Yeah, yeah I mean that's a lot, that's like really cheating, but really cool. Catch up yeah, on the bullet. So sure. cool. I, I mean, it, that that movie is why I had any interest in Doctor Strange to begin with. You know, they they did that movie in such a way that I was like, this is so fucking cool. I mean, a he's he's awesome, Benedict Benedict oh, yeah, Cumberbatch yeah. Cumberbatch Cucumbers Patch. Um, cucumber patch. I like that. Cucumber patch. Uh, but like the movie's just so good. Everything from like the watch that he gets from the girl and the connection to time, and then he gets yeah. time. It's just like, yeah. And we're watching for the first time, and then Wong is like, yeah, it's not safe to walk around the city with like an Infinity Stone around your neck. We're like, oh my god, it's an Infinity Stone, bro. Yeah. yeah. Say that word again. I, I particularly like their whole interaction on screen. Just because it's like, oh, you know, both these guys played the same character in two separate occasions. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Jason, Jason Aaron, he's the guy who, uh, who was in, kind of in charge of the relaunch when they made Lady Thor. Or just Thor. Oh, no shit. And, and that's the story that they're partially adapting for Love and Thunder. Oh, very cool. Very cool. What, uh... Yeah. <clears throat> he wasn't writing Lady Thor for the, uh... What was that called? Uh, War of the Realms, right? That was before that? Yeah, it came, uh, came a while from... Came a while before that. Okay, uh, cool. But his work on Thor, I think... If not directly, was partially the reason they did War of Realms... Because cool. it, it ties into a lot of the stuff that he had started doing. Oh, nice! Uh, his his Thor God of Thunder run though is like just magnificent. Oh yeah, the art's really cool. The story's really fun. It's really comic booky because 
three different generations of Thor, like young Thor, modern Thor, and and an old man Thor all have to team up to fight a dark-hearted villain, and it's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous and fun. Uh, yeah, it sounds sick. Now, um, I'm not I'm not a big Thor guy. I haven't I haven't read a, a whole lot of Thor outside of like some of the stuff in War of the Realms. And you know, Tom, I've told you before, I wasn't a huge fan of War of the Realms. I read through a bunch mm-hmm. of it, and, and I was just like, no thanks. It's but, a lot. <clears throat> so I found myself bored most of the time. You know, uh, but I want to I want to ask you about Thor that you've read, and then. Chris Hemsworth's version of Thor, and how do they line up? Are there any, are there any uh, parallels, or is Chris Hemsworth Thor like his own reimagining of Thor? Oh, good so, question, Tom. Talk for a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was not really big into Thor a long time ago. It was not because of Chris Hemsworth, but around the same time as Chris Hemsworth was becoming Thor and and modeling Thor that I was reading stuff. And so I think it's one of those things where the the line just bleeds. So like Chris Hemsworth was affecting the Thor that I was reading and the Thor that I was reading was also becoming a basis for some of the Thor that was getting put on screen. Okay. Okay. Uh, You know, he, uh, the first movie, he's so fish out of water. And I think that is, a little more old school because like how, how would an Asgardian approach life on Earth but the thing is uh, another splash yeah then he becomes you know the the bimbo the right. himbo the himbo uh, and I, I, it's a lot of fun I, I think it is he is definitely his own thing I don't think any depictions that I've read really reflect like a Ditzy, uh, himbo. Himbo is just the perfect word for yeah. it. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's it's refreshing because he can be serious. You know, he he did the kind of comedy shtick in Ragnarok, and then they switch the flip hard in Infinity War when they lose the ship and it, Loki dies and everything goes to hell. <laughs> Anger, regret, loss, rage—very powerful motivators. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's never fought me. Actually, he has. No, he's never fought me twice. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, personally, any any of the the little bits of Thor that I've that I've read don't at all resemble what I've seen Chris Hemsworth do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Chris Hemsworth Thor. Um, I like I like Chris Hemsworth in general. I mean, I think he's a pretty versatile actor. He's he's good at being funny. He's good at being serious. I mean. You know, even that that whole scene with uh, with Rene Russo as his mom. You know. Oh, that scene made me very emotional. It, yeah, it's heartfelt. It looks like he's crying. It feels like he's crying, but at the same time, it's also comedic at the same you know, in the same moment, and it's impressive. Yeah, I think he did a great job. Uh, I definitely. It, it's it's well balanced. I think the writing was there, and I think uh, the actors really met the right like it was the uh, perfect storm in that moment yeah i love how he brought a beer can back for that scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah. also love that i love <laughs> you didn't notice that when i saw the beers the first time but like after watching it a million times like this guy like 
like stood in like the like the circle where they all like put their hands in and like must have had a beer can on him somewhere. I'll just bring a cold one back. <laughs> he probably had a few in his it. pockets. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not weighing him down. He's doing that himself. Yeah. I mean, like you think of you and I, like we put like a beer or two like in our pockets and we walk into like a movie theater. But like if you're like the god of thunder, you can carry a lot of weight. So you really just don't. It's just kind of like you probably. Put it in your pocket, like forget you even have it. Yeah, and even <laughs> you travel through time, and you're like, oh shit, I forgot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even as Fat Thor, I'm sure he's still way more nimble than we would ever be. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, I Fat think th- even as like ice cream melted ice cream Thor, he looks way better than I do. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my goal right now is Fat Thor. Charles is lying. We are all goddamn sexy creatures. You look like a melted ice cream. So what? What a cool <laughs> flip! Like you take like the easily the sexiest guy with his shirt off in the whole MCU, minus Chris Evans. I mean, him, him, like Chris Evans, the first Captain America when he comes out of Close. the plane, and like every scene where Chris Hemsworth has his shirt off, minus Endgame. I mean, like it just wouldn't have been the same to make Captain America fat, and also it doesn't work exactly the same because he's got that metabolism and he's like the perfect soldier type thing. But oh, like, right, right, right. and the, and yeah, the, tra- make, like, the character trajectory. Yeah. yeah, right. So like. Also, can you can you imagine like the end of Endgame? He like he finally gets back with a uh, what's her face? What's his girlfriend's name? Padme. Uh, Thor's? No, uh, Pad- Captain Padme. America. <laughs> oh, uh, Peggy. Oh, Peggy. Can you imagine that en- that same scene? They're dancing, but he's like a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it changes. Like you would be like, what? okay. She'd be like, hey, honey, you put on some weight. <laughs> that ice really adds a few pounds, yeah, right. huh? <laughs> so. How much time had passed since he crashed, or you know, uh, in her experience, since he crashed I, to him seeing her again? I think that's an excellent question. Uh, I, they they definitely her... don't put a number on it. So wasn't so? I did at some point one of the Russo brothers or somebody online say that the guy Peggy goes on to marry was like actually him, like when he sees her in. Civil War, and she's an old lady, and she's kind of got like dementia, and like she had kids and whatever. I feel like at some point someone online was like, "It actually was Cap, that guy." Uh, but I mean, I don't know that for sure. That. All I know is that the the writers and the directors seem to be in conflict about the the rules of what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do know this, and uh, so so the, the the Avengers that we all know and love are initially based on the Ultimates, which, by the way, I... Yeah, the movie ones, yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't get through. I, I found it incredibly boring. Oh, really? Um, I, I really oh. like... So, I, I get it. There are moments when I reread it that really carry my read-through. Like, I definitely skip some shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was reading through. I was like, this is just too regular regular people shit. I'm not, I'm not reading The Avengers to, to, to listen to people talk about their regular everyday life. Um... <laughs> But he comes back. He comes back to Peggy Carter being married to Bucky Barnes, and they're both old. Yep. Um, and then also in in that, and if anybody is listening, uh, I'm sorry for the spoiler, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole thing with the Hulk and like why they in that movie, yes, uh, where where they kept the Hulk and where they kept Loki first. Um, that was actually built because the Hulk straight up murdered an insane amount of people in New York. Yeah. Which was crazy to me. The rampage was wild. Holy shit. 
That was so fucking crazy. So it was really and cool. I'm pretty sure... They, they also kind of referenced that in... Uh, Was it was it the uh, Age of Ultron? Uh, where he's Hulk? like kind of on the ship and where uh, he actually where he actually does fucking go through a rampage and I'm pretty sure kills a ton of people and Tony had to use the Hulkbuster suit. So the Scarlet Witch puts him under a spell and he yeah he loses his shit. Yeah yeah yeah, that was Ultron. You're right. No, you. That's right. the you one we watch every time we're done watching the Wandavision. Like, oh, I guess right. I should watch Age of Ultron now. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus is like, you probably want to watch Age of Ultron. Like, you were, you're working right. You want to watch it. How'd you know, Disney Plus? <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, so, so to anybody listening, I, I know I've told you guys this plenty of times. Uh, never really read comics growing up, but uh, as soon as I saw Civil War uh, with with you guys, that that movie had my attention, had me enthralled. I'm not a movie guy. Uh, that I was like, this is this is what I want to watch, and now I need to go start reading some of this shit to see where they're getting the source material. So I started reading a bunch of the, uh, you know, I illegally downloaded uh, some some of the stuff that had the Civil War in it, which is like, it was it was my first time realizing that these massive story arcs occur over the course of so many different comics. Oh yeah, um, and that that to me was so fucking exciting. It's like, wait a minute, you have one overlying story affecting all of this publication so fucking cool and just like all all the characters that are involved i mean you know watching the civil war was awesome to begin with but then to see like oh the original the original content had wolverine and blade mm-hmm. and uh, uh uh the fantastic four and 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 oh, you know all the x-men all sorts of crazy That's shit it was like, amazing yeah. Really, uh, you know, it really, it really changed uh, my approach to reading altogether. If you could excuse me for just a moment, gentlemen. Absolutely. I need to have a quick fap session, really quick. Fap, 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 fap. I lift things up and I put them down. Pick things up and put them down. Oh. Oh. So if. if... Uh... For for all of you that don't know us yet, uh, Tom is like seven foot nine, four hundred fifty pounds of just solid steel. It's yeah. horrifying. Tom the, is pretty much like Bobby Lashley's twin. The, the the damage this guy can do. He's just gonna go pick up a car and move it because they lost the like keys. Shaq Shaq from yeah. Steel. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will agree. It seems like the Civil War comics before the MCU was like this decade or more longer of uh, movies that are connected was kind of like that where it's like they take everybody like Fantastic Four the X-Men the Young X-Men all them Avengers and they, and they have the Civil War which is like uh, there's an explosion in Connecticut due to a mutant and then they're like hey register and Iron Man's like hey do it and Cap's like that doesn't make any sense yeah. and everybody's on the divide and then you have that go on for like however long it goes on, it's kind of like a prelude to the MCU adapting, like, the Infinity Stone storyline and then, like, starting it with, like, Captain Marvel and Captain America, and then, like, ten years later, it's like... Yeah, Yeah. it's, like, the biggest version of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, One thing I think is so cool is how they're... You know, obviously, adapting something you read to something you see on screen is not the easiest thing to do. And there are a lot of... uh, 
I guess, artistic shortcuts and, 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 and things that you need to do in order to make something easily digestible within like a three-hour movie. And like three hours is a long amount of time for some, you know, to sit and watch a movie. Uh, not to mention, like, keep shit consistent for over a decade. Was it Was it almost, it was like a decade and a half, right? Well, I think the first Iron Man came out in 2008. Okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah, I guess I was about so, like 12 years later. Endgame was uh, 19 or 20? 19. Where are we now? 21? Oh, we're in 21 right now. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't 2020 because we were going to theaters. To yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing, man. I mean, like, you know, prior, prior to all this MCU shit, you would watch like a comic book movie and it'd be cool. It'd be really cool to see comic book stuff in movies, but like there was always some weird shit about it. Something that really wasn't great, it wasn't suitable, it wasn't properly representing the source material. And then here these guys, they're they're doing their best to really hit the mark. So it's funny. like I mean it's the difference between like a group of people that grew up loving the material and wanna see it like like done justice or the people that like rush to make like that fantastic four movie that like nobody cares about and i'm not even talking about like the first one or the second one i'm talking about like that weird one with um uh the guy that plays uh, oh my gosh yeah fearmonger was johnny storm it's like whatever those guys the actors did their best shot with it but like if, if you read up about it the directors like just rushed it and got it done right. or whatever it was i think it was like to get to keep the rights to it or some shit like that. Oh. So they had to have the movie produced, like finished and out by a certain amount of time to like That's keep awful. the rights to it. It was just like, whatever. It's crazy legalities and, and, and all that. So Ooh, speaking of, I can't wait to see Zack Snyder's Justice League. If it's better, if it's worse, if it's the same. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think, I think Tom CV said it best. Uh, Batman vs Superman was a dumpster fire. I did not like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you, so like if it was, it's, if like you just landed on Earth, you had no idea what Batman and Superman were, you would probably watch the movie and go, okay, you know, whatever. But like, you know, the two oldest characters of comics, pretty much. And like, where it could go and should go. And like, where the Justice League is going to go. And like, you watch that and you're like, ah, ah, this was okay. I mean, I, I certainly couldn't make a better movie than that, but. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but like, uh, the MCU has. I mean, like, you pick like any. I think, personally, if you pick almost almost any movie in the MCU phase one, two, three, or four timeline, it's probably better than the Batman Superman. Um, and like none of those scenes look bad. The CGI is fine. CGI's great. The, the, totally. The photography, you know, the photography is sure, whatever. It's just like we your our moms have the same name. Yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> where it lost me right there. It's like it's, this is how they they become friends and then they fight Doomsday. That whole shit was not not my cup of tea. Uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily interested in any any Zack Snyder cut. Um, uh, oh, I mean, it's gonna be streaming on HBO Max. Back so to I'm the whole, gonna watch it for free. Oh, word. Back to the whole Fantastic yeah. Four thing. Um, I didn't. Oh, you know Tom's back. Let's, so oh, stop uh, talking about Tom. Tom. Ah. What? Tom. I was I was just talking about the Fantastic Four, and I I haven't really read any, and I actually hit you up about this the other day. Yeah. Um, you told me to check some stuff out. I still haven't because I'm I'm lazy. Because you, you doesn't respect your opinion. I don't, yeah, fuck your opinion. <laughs> fuck you your only opinion. know what I like. Uh, <laughs> so, 
uh, I remember coming across something a while ago saying, and I haven't watched any Fantastic Four movie. I've only heard awful Good. things about Good. them. Good. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> and the one thing I came across had said that the reason those movies failed is because what made Fantastic Four so great was their space exploration. And there was none of that in any of those movies. And it's like, space exploration sounds like fun. Like, if we, if we just go back to the whole Doctor Strange thing, um, you know, they, they, in that movie, even, even just like a little bit here and there, I actually, they, they, more than a little bit, they definitely, they definitely touched on like the multiverse a lot, even with that whole thing with Dormammu at the end, you know, it's just, oh yeah, that was a big, uh, so as someone who doesn't have a deep history with Doctor Strange, I knew about Dormammu through Strange and other mystical Marvel comic shit. And uh, when when they said that he was the villain, and that they were building towards it, and that whole confrontation, it opens so many doors that they they can now play with, and uh, it, it's fantastic, fantastic four even. Oh, not not really, but I just thought <laughs> it was clever wordplay. Uh, mine is a clever. Yeah, uh, I think you're right on the money that. Uh, the thing that Marvel Studios does that Fox and Sony really didn't for a long time is like they embrace all the comic book shit instead of going like, oh, like people don't want to see like space stuff. You know, they just want to see like four people fight a dude in Manhattan and we're going to do that like six fucking times. Uh, you got to say it like you're from Manhattan. Uh, it's so close in in silver the silver surfer movie they did for the fantastic four because like yes people want the silver surfer people want galactus people want crazy big budget slugfests between superpowered people and then they were like nah galactus is just a cloud fuck you you nerd why would we do that but but if they do go back to things like I was talking about it today with a guy at work because the guy I work with is a big fan of the Fantastic Four and uh, I like the Human Torch the best but I I do enjoy some Fantastic Four and the best thing they do is like science fiction. They're not really a beat-em-up team though they do comic book stuff like that. It's way better when like the team has to figure out how to all use their powers the best to solve the, the problem. Right. Rather than like, you know, they just fight Doctor Doom. That's not that's not the fun part. The fun part isn't like, oh, like all four of these people beat up a guy. So if they do space exploration stuff where they meet societies or they meet new beings and stuff, it, it's going to be way more interesting. Do I you, think. Do you guys have any speculation over who's going to be playing any of the Fantastic Four? So... I personally think that uh, John Krasinski, Jim from The Office, and Emily Blunt, his in-real-life wife, um, having seen them do interviews and stuff and seeing them in uh, A Quiet Place, I think they have like a really, really good chemistry. And that, that the fact that they're actually husband and wife bleeds into uh, the fiction. Okay. And I think that they would just kill it as... as Reed and and Sue, uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. 
as far as Human Torch and the thing go, uh, it's a little harder because uh, some of Chris some Evans. of their Chris Evans is Human Torch. I'm okay and with the that. Rock is the thing. <laughs> right on the nose. That would be hilarious, actually. Oh. But doesn't the thing have like a fucking goofy attitude? Like a, not a goofy attitude, like a. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Eh? I he so like if you're gonna believe the chickless version, then yeah. He he's got a gruff exterior, but he's lovable on the inside, and he's tr- he tries to do the right thing, even though the world likes to kick him when he's down. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think who would be a you know I'm I'm not interested in Vin Diesel. He's already got Groot. That's enough of that. Who who? I don't think he's a casting director around with like any movie script going. You know, I think Vin Diesel would be perfect for this. No matter what it is. <laughs> can we, so I don't watch I don't watch Fast and Furious, but can we can we just talk about how Fast and Furious evolved from Vin Diesel being the biggest dude on set to being the smallest guy there? Yep. John it Cena, is the ridiculous. Rock. It's amazing. It's about family. Yeah, John Cena plays like his little slash older brother or something. <laughs> what they're just trying to do Vin Diesel dirty with that shit. That's hilarious. Why you, well, you gotta do me dirt? That's so good. I mean, I tried right. to get it in the thing. Fantastic Four. You definitely need the Human Torch to be a pretty boy of some sort. I don't we should care. just beat Chris Evans again. I'm told no, I, I wouldn't even be mad at it. <laughs> it would I be really fun. Would be mad. The, the, the thing, on the other hand, it, it's a Groot situation. Are, are you going to get somebody who, like... If you, if you can choose anybody you want for their look in real life, but it, it's ultimately worth nothing because the guy has to become a rock creature, whether it's practical effects or, or CGI, like, whatever you do... It's going to be CGI. Um, They're not going to fuck around get, um, And they shouldn't. The, they should uh, If anything, it should be super minimal. Kind of like about, uh, Iron Man suit. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! What's uh, Walter White's stepbrother's name? That guy. Ste- oh, that bald white. That bald white guy. I mean, he just so like that guy. Yeah, because because he, he yeah, played he played a bald cop. Is that why? Yeah, man. It's like one bald cop no, becomes another bald cop. <laughs> it's. You know what? Bro. <laughs> I, I'm going to swing in a completely opposite direction. Based on voice alone, let's get Danny Glover. Oh, sh- but he's fucking old as shit, dude. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You just you just need his voice. <laughs> oh, just what about, voice. What about Donald Glover? Oh. So Donald Glover as Johnny Storm. Danny Glover as... The Thing? The Thing. Oh, man. We could just do that movie. You don't even need Sue and Reed. That's perfect. You just do that movie. That's 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 uh, that's that's Donald Glover playing two characters in the MCU now. Oh, what about Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, I my think God. Danny DeVito would kill it as the I thing. I would love that. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know don't anything about the thing, but that'd be so cool. The the problem is, like, do you, you hire a different person to be Ben Grimm before he becomes the thing, and then it's Danny DeVito as the voice? That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking like Frank Reynolds as the thing. Oh, oh my God, exactly. <laughs> Your mother is a whore. Can Shit I give you an egg in this trying Shit time? Shit dynasty. <laughs> botch toe. Oh. Botch oh, job. That's, that's the botch toe. Oh, man. Rum ham. Rum ham. 
Oh, that's so good. Did you fuck my wife? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, don't diddle kids. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I think the, the fastest way for someone to believe you're diddling kids is you just sing a song about not diddling kids. Oh, man. And he, has the mor- he has the mortician Dude. do his makeup. Oh, that, that was so bad. <laughs> that was such a good episode. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me of that because I totally forgot about it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, it's always sunny. Brilliant, brilliant fucking show. Uh, so, right. like the same way, like Charlie Day was in uh, was moving the big robots in the kaiju. Oh yeah, Pacific Rim. I think there's some room for him to be in the MCU as like a funny guy somewhere. Hell yeah, I would totally watch that. Oh, he'd be that really annoying guy in space that like fucks with Silver Surfer. Or like when they redo Blade, they should make like Charlie Day the guy that like it makes like. Uh, garlic powder and like fucking silver spikes for him and like Blade comes all serious home to Charlie Day (laughs) and he's like oh I had a bad day being a vampire and Charlie Day's like (laughs) 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 he's like I've been drinking these beers and like marking it on my shirt (laughs) Pepe Sylvia Pepe Sylvia Pepe Sylvia Charlie all these people are real they've been looking for their mail for weeks (laughs) Oh. What does he? What does he think the sign, the bathroom door says? He tries to read pirates. it. Pirates. <laughs> pirates. I think there's a pirate in there. <laughs> what is it? Charlie, you can't read. <laughs> I think any one of those people. Okay, you know what? Pitch time. Okay. Okay. Go. So, so. Oh, uh, time out. Time out. Just for one second. Can 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 this be a regular segment on the show? Pitch, pitch time? time? Pitch Absolutely. Time. Are we theme music? Dun, 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 uh, pitch time. <laughs> I like to pitch a lot. Uh, all right, pitch time, Tom. Go. Uh, so it, it, this one is a little flawed because I haven't read all of the source material. But a few years ago, they did the uh, the body switching story in which uh, Doc Ock steals Peter Parker's body. Yes. Yeah. He punches a T-Rex yes. in the face. So, wow, I think that should be adapted at some point. What I'm talking about is uh, there, there was a companion book, an ongoing, called The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And uh, if I remember correctly, it kind of reads as a bunch of C or D-list villains. Like, um, God, Boomerang, not Boomerang. Scorpion. I'll have to look them up real quick because I want to get this right. There, there are a bunch of kind of whack ass villains who are trying to like put together a job, but I think the the tone of the book is overall funny, mm-hmm. and I think it calls for a cast not unlike It's Always Sunny, where you get like <laughs> a bunch of comedians who can do kind of slapstick, but also uh, have good chemistry. Written by. Nick Spencer, artwork by Steve Lieber. Check it Who out, guys. Definitely, definitely check this check this book out. Bo- uh, Boomerang now leads the Sinister Six, Sinister Six, consisting of Shocker, Speed Demon, Overdrive, and the New Beetle. Uh, yeah, these are not... I, I mean, they're fairly well-known, but these are not Spider-Man's uh, best villains. They're not like the original Sinister Six. So it's like, this is like B-list villains? That might be too high. Oh, it's just like Captain Cold meeting in the diner with like a mirror master 
and uh, they're just like, how are we going to get bless you? How are we going to get to Flash today? I don't know. I'll have like a milk and pancakes. Bless you. Everyone listening, that's my wife. Hi, Brittany. Uh, Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, all of our fans say hello, wife. It's crazy. They're they're po- they're live. They're chatting right now. Posting. I can see it. Xbox uh, says hi. Hi, Xbox. Yeah, I, you know, I just think that, especially with the way that uh, Disney has approached the Marvel f- formula and decided, like, oh, we'll do WandaVision, which has its all, own kind of themes and genre ma- yeah. mix and match. Which is awesome. And, then you, and a lot of the shows look like they're going to do that. So which, I think, which, by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off. Just quick question. No, uh, I heard this today. It's uh, the, the season. The series is only one season long? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the shows they do are only one season long. Okay. Just to, you know, bridge gaps. So instead of having a movie, it's just it's just several episodes. Because it's easier to tell the story that, that way. Sense. It's more that digestible. Yeah, totally. I, I think you could definitely do, if, if they do, uh, so, so Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. Marvel Studios has committed to Deadpool 3 being rated R. They want to give people what they want, which is uh, not a not a sanitized version of the crazy shit that we got in the first two movies. So I think if Disney Plus should get comfortable enough, you could get maybe a TVMA uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man show cool. with a cast like It's Always Sunny, or even uh, other kind of oh, shit. comic ensembles like uh have you have you either of you watched what we do in the shadows no it's not a big ensemble um taika waititi the director of thor ragnarok he initially made a movie what we do in the shadows about vampires living um oh oh yes yes living in i think it was new zealand and uh they fx optioned it as a tv show and both are very funny and both have great ensemble casts and i think if you apply that formula a little bit kind of like a prime time comedy show and, and you you kind of uh, that's funny you say that uh, the only oh Taika Waititi created that oh I'm sorry oh, he, he's that? a great director that's I love great. that dude so the, the only hey, reason I actually had interest in that is because Matt Berry's in it Matt Berry was uh, oh my god I was, fucking love yeah, Matt Berry he was a great character in uh, IT Crowd I loved IT yes. Crowd if you, if you guys have Charles have I, you watched that it's it's um it's easy to watch in the sense of like The Office, but it's a little sillier, um, and it's British, but it's it's so good, it's so good. Uh, what I, I, like I about did see that Disney is going to do like a streaming service for mature stuff. Oh, it's there it is. Separate service. Yeah, like a different uh, streaming. Service. Do I have to pay extra for that? Uh, probably probably be a whole separate thing. I forgot the name of it, but I saw something like the other week. Disney to start a. Streaming service for all the whatever mature rated R stuff. So yeah, because there's like nothing. There's nothing you can put on Disney Plus that has the word like fucking it. Uh, language. They, they, they do have. Oh, they had something. Beep. Uh, I want to say ten things I hate about you. I was surprised that they have some Fox stuff on there. Actually, they do have a movie that has the word fucking it, because Beep. they have the X Men library. Oh uh, yeah. I and think Wolverine... it's like a very like loophole thing. The same way like Magneto's like, who the fuck are you? It's not like fuck you. Or fuck like I you. fuck that thing. 
It's like, Touché. what the fuck? So yeah, that's uh, that's my pitch, I guess. You know, you take uh, the, the superhero or comic book-based show, and you you melt the comedy ensemble thing over top like cheese on fries. Nom, 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 nom. And then you just down that shit. Fucking Deadpool, he's like, just say that, say that for me one time. Come on, say, say it together. Fuck. Oh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> I think that's, that's something great about Deadpool is that uh, Ryan Reynolds really shares the spotlight on some of that. He's not afraid to like, and I, you know, it's a director's choice and a writing choice, but to throw it away to Negasonic Teenage Warhead or, or Colossus, just throw, throw them, throw them a bone and let them react. Um, I met her. Negasonic. Teenage whatever. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage Longest Name in the World. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few years ago at a Comic Con. I'm gonna do, that's that's gonna be my segment. Every time we, we, we mention someone, I'm gonna be like, Oh wait, wait, hold on, stop everything. Met her. Got her autograph. Yeah, so Charles <laughs> looks exactly well, like that. How many how many autographs do you have in your collection? You got a pretty you got a pretty large collection of, of autographed items. Mostly pops, um, right? Twenty one signed pops and I have like a few a bunch of people that didn't have pops in time, like um, Phil Lamar, um, Kai Green, uh, Shone from, I mean, Okoye from Endgame. So that, I think that does it for our first episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for anybody that stuck around, I'm so sorry. All one of you. Thank but you. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys again next week. Peace.